Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use the code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. It makes an excellent gift for Father's Day. It makes an excellent gift for anything get it now you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture you know the deal mike dindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob by purchasing from my pillow not only are you helping this show but you're fighting back against cancel culture my bill is not in the big box stores we know that story but you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using code word jerry mypillow.com promo code jerry This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, this is a happy day. We got lots of uh, records. We're setting lots of records, lots of milestones today. And I hate to say it because uh, it's just more bad news. I mean, I, I know... I'm not the only one to ask this question. It's been asked by many people, uh, and I think it's rhetorical. But if the Biden administration took office a year, 16 months ago, and said, let's wreck the country, let's do whatever we can, let's just, you know, like the, like the owner of the team in Major League, the owner of the Cleveland Indians in the movie Major League, how can we lose this? We need to lose. How can we lose the country? Tell me one thing, and I'm dead serious, one thing they would do differently. Tell me one thing Joe Biden would do differently if his goal uh, in January of 2021 was let's wreck the country, let's wreck the economy, let's 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 uh, let's get crime to spike, let's have a disaster overseas, let's 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 let prices run out of control, let's run out of baby formula. Tell me one thing. Joe Biden would do differently. Uh, that's why I think the debate, the debate, you know, we, we, we participate in isn't going to go anywhere because there is no defense anymore. I was looking for this, this story, if you missed it, breaking overnight, that the Biden administration uh, cancels gas and oil leases in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico. And I'm saying... I understand he's beholden to the crazy left-wing kook environmentalists, but you're going to do that now? You're going to do that now with inflation out of control, prices, uh, gas prices just hitting new highs every day? You're going to do that now. Just the look of it all, the the uh, the optic is terrible, but I don't think he cares. I mean, I read the story. I just read it again this morning. I read another story. This is from uh, CBS uh, News, so it's not some crazy right-wing website. It says, the Biden administration has canceled one of the most high-profile oil and gas lease opportunities pending before the Interior Department. The decision, which halts the potential to drill for oil in over 1 million acres in the Cook Inlet in Alaska, comes at a challenging political moment when gas prices are hitting painful new highs. Now, this is CBS News, part of the Biden team, obviously do not want to make him look bad. So they bury the lead down um, 
I don't know, 10 paragraphs in, says environmentalists argue the climate issue is too important to get caught up in political battles. So this is uh, something, this is red meat, this is placating the environmentalist, the crazy Greta Thunberg, Ed Markey wing of the lunatic fringe. At this point... You're Joe Biden. You're in a meeting with whoever your interior secretary and you say, let's cancel gas and oil leases at this point. I think it's time to stop analyzing this man. Uh, Obviously, this man is not in control, but this regime and thinking that they have any interest in doing what's the best, what's best for the country. Do you know what the Cook Inlet is? That's like the Alaska tundra. A million acres with that doesn't even have any like caribou. I mean, and maybe an occasional polar bear, but this is just vast wasteland. And under it is unlimited natural resources, which could certainly uh, uh, wean us off in Russian oil or Saudi Arabian oil. It is a gift from God, literally. We have it under our own land. Uh, and we just got to, you know, send a few uh, rigs up there and drill and, you know, we can suddenly increase our supply vastly. But he has no interest because somehow the environmentalists don't like us drilling for oil in the middle of nowhere. You know, you don't even see the thing. It's not like it's off the beach in Malibu or, you know, in some some you know, uh, populous place in this country. This is in the middle of nowhere. This is a gift. There is no reason, none, zero reason not to do this. And if you threw that question out to the country, I'm going to guess the voters would agree. 97% would say drill, baby, drill. We don't want $5 gas. You know, we don't want to be dependent on Russia or Saudi Arabia or Iran. But that doesn't matter because Joe Biden is an empty husk of a man who's under the control of the, the radical nuts. I mean, this is... This is a week when he came out in favor of abortion until the last minute, until a minute before birth, a viable baby can be aborted, which that went to a vote yesterday in the Senate. We'll get to that because Liz Warren is very upset. And so is Ayanna Presley. They're very upset that it will not be a law of the land. It will not be a federal law that you can kill a baby a minute before birth. Man, we have gone down a dark road when that is what the Democrats are fighting for. Every single Democrat in the Senate voted to make it law of the land that you can abort a child one minute before birth, 30 seconds before birth. It's sick. It's twisted. It's evil. And yet they're fighting for this with more passion than they're fighting for anything else. On the theme of death, since we're talking about death. We're sending $40 billion in advanced weapons to uh, Ukraine. At the same moment, we're talking about de-escalation. John Kirby, Pentagon spokesman, former admiral, went on, uh, I think it was on MSNBC this morning and said, we need to de-escalate, de-escalate. So here's how we're going to de-escalate. We're going to send them $40 billion in advanced weapon systems. We're going to help them help them find the Russian generals and kill them. We're going to help them blow up Russian uh, uh, ships. But we'd really like to de-escalate. I don't think they're leveling with us. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think 
they want to de-escalate. I don't think they want to stop the killing. I think they want this war to escalate. They want, uh, as uh, Dan Crenshaw tweeted yesterday, and I couldn't believe he actually said this. Dan Crenshaw is a well, not conservative. He's a he's a rhino from uh, Texas, a Republican uh, congressman with an eye patch and a war hero. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But he has gone completely down the, you know, Mitt Romney, down the uh, oh yeah, uh, Lindsey Graham road. He tweeted uh, that uh, we're investing in the destruction of our adversary's military without losing a single American troop. That strikes me as a good idea. You should feel the same. We are investing. Did you know that? We're, we're taking taxpayers' money. We're taking... $40 billion and investing in the destruction of the Russian army. Now I know Vladimir Putin is allowed to be on Twitter. Trump isn't. And, uh, you know, uh, Babylon B isn't, but, uh, Dan, uh, but, uh, Va- Putin can be on Twitter. Do you think he saw this tweet from an American congressman who says we're investing in the destruction of our adversaries military? I didn't know what that's, I didn't know that's what we we're doing. I really didn't. I thought we were uh, trying to help the poor Ukrainians just survive. That's all. I didn't know the goal was destroy the Russian military, but what do I know? What do I know? That, uh, that is an interesting take from an influential congressman. And I'm sure he's not alone. Lots of them. Hell, like I said yesterday, every single Democrat in Congress voted to escalate a war with a nuclear powered Russia. They all want war. That's today's Democrat Party and a large percentage of a Republican Party want war. And obviously Biden wants war, wants a wants to escalate, wants a bigger war with Russia. I don't know what he would do differently if his goal was to help the country. What would he do? I mean, if his goal was to destroy the country, what would he do differently? But normally, you know, we wait to do our favorite Joe Biden gaff or meltdown or embarrassing moment. But I'm telling you, there is a point where you say, this is scary. This man is not as, uh, as Rick Scott the other day said, he's incoherent. He's incapacitated. He's, he's not fit for the job. Yesterday he went to, where was this? He was talking about farms and farming. I think he was in Chicago though, wasn't he? Was he in Illinois? Uh, he was out uh, that way. Let me check. I'll check. He, he was uh, talking about farming, and he was just as incoherent as ever, rambling, lying about what he's done and where he's been. There's all kinds of clips and cuts. He calls, uh, I would call this a gaffe. He calls Donald Trump the great MAGA king. <laughs> and I think that was supposed to be an insult. I could be wrong, but the great MAGA king. And Trump immediately posted on True Social a picture of him looking like some kind of Game of Thrones uh, uh, king. And it says the great MAGA king. I can't think of anything you could say about Donald Trump that would he that he would like more than being called the great MAGA king. As I tweeted, what, what are you going to call him next? Big Dong Don? I mean, you're not insulting the man when you call him the big, when you call him the great MAGA king. He loves that. Half the people who follow half the MAGA people on Twitter, change their handle to great MAGA King, like the next minute. 
It's just so stupid. He's just so, everything he does is so stupid and ill-advised and ill-conceived and incoherent. But the the anger, the, the righteous anger on cue is, to me, the most uncomfortable thing Joe Biden does. Now, I assume there's nothing real, nothing is on the level. He goes there, he talks about whatever, farming, food shortages, and somehow in his mind, and again, I don't know if this was planned by his handlers, by, I don't know if the uh, visiting angels set this up or he did just out of his own deteriorating mind, uh, but he equates food shortages now when you have empty shelves, when you have problems uh, importing food from Ukraine, from Russia, when you have issues in the supply chain, somehow we decided that it was that that was the problem two years ago or a year and a half ago in the middle of the lockdowns, the shutdowns, which he supported a hundred percent when they shut down stores and you weren't allowed to go anywhere and people had, and they, and they couldn't go to work and people went to these food banks and got food like boxes of food handed to them. There were occasionally we saw lines of cars, people lining up for food because they couldn't go to work. The kids are going to school. They, they were, they were desperate. They wanted food. They wanted uh, essentials and they lined up and they got boxes of food. And somehow this empty husk of a man equated that to now when young mothers can't find formula because he has mismanaged everything from the top down. And he decides this is the time to get angry about people waiting in line for boxes of food and other essentials, paper towels, toilet paper, two years ago, a year and a half ago, this happened. And somehow it popped up in his eroding mind and he just decides, I'm going to go off. Tell me this isn't the most uncomfortable rant you've ever seen anyone go on. It's completely out of the blue. It doesn't make any sense. And it's totally make-believe. It's totally uh, pretend. Let's show everybody how much I care. And he goes on this rant, and, and I've said this for two years, a couple of years now, that uh, one of the symptoms of dementia is kind of outbursts, anger, frustration. They can't remember things. They can't uh, you know, recall the word they're looking for or the thought, and it gets frustrating. And people who normally are mild-mannered become temperamental. Well, normally, this old man is temperamental. So normally, when you throw in the dementia, you get a combustible combination. And then you throw in the acting, the play acting, and let's let, let's show everybody how mad I am. You get a real kind of kind of lame performance is what it is. But let's uh, let's watch Joe Dementia Joe go off yesterday. People were hurt. What is the Microsoft want to do? Forget it. Forget it. God, this is the United States of America. The idea that people would have to wait in line an hour, hour and a half to get a box of food. They're stronger. 
Where did that come from? What is that? I mean, the, the MAGA crowd is behind them waiting for a box of food. This is the guy who's been president for 16 months, who's overseeing the, 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 this frightening food shortage, the, the baby formula shortage, the, the shortage of the uh, you know, essentials on the uh, grocery shelves. And he's ranting about people waiting in line for food two years ago and blaming the MAGA crowd. Look at the face on him. That's why I left this, it up. This was uncomfortable, embarrassing, and on the same day. What, and again, uh, look, he's speaking to a union crowd, so I guess he thinks he's going to show them he's fighting for them. But I watched it, I heard it, and said, what does this have to do with people who waited in line during COVID, during the lockdowns and shutdowns that the, that the Biden people supported 100%? What does that have to do with what's going on now? What do, who made the connection? How does that, how does he think that resonates? Just so bizarre and uncomfortable. But again, it's a big day, a big day. I guess we should celebrate where uh, he, he got a big win, sending $40 billion to uh, to Ukraine. That will pass the Senate uh, because everybody, every Democrat's all in on World War III. Most Republicans are all in on World War III. The, the, the Senate will uh, rubber stamp it. And as uh, the great Thomas Massey tweeted out this morning, Congress has now spent $500 per U.S. family to support war in Ukraine. The money isn't being borrowed. It isn't. It's being printed. And the result will be more inflation. Wages can't be increased enough to make up for the difference because the money and goods are leaving our country. So. Like look in the mirror. That who is that's who's financing this war five thousand miles away. That's who's sending forty fifty billion now uh, to the most one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And we're just going to accept the fact that half the money will be stolen, and I don't know ten percent will be kicked back to the big guy. But it is one of the most scandalous things I've ever seen. And people are just rubber stamping it and saying, you know, Ukraine. Let's I stand with Ukraine. Fine, stand with Ukraine all you want. Do you really think that's the best way to spend your money? Uh, we're not <laughs> we're not protecting our southern border. We're not fixing our roads and bridges. We are sending it 5,000 miles away to a country nobody could find on a map because we think they're the good guys and Russia's the bad guys and we're going to feel all going to feel better when we send our money to to the uh, you know, to Zelensky's team. Let's get to, to me, the bigger story. We missed this. We should have uh, marked this day. Two days ago was a National Fentanyl Awareness Day. Now, I admit I'm not rational on this story. I'm not reasonable. It is insane what is going on. It's insane what the Biden regime has uh, allowed to happen at the border Last year, the CDC announced, I believe they announced on the day, on National Fentanyl Awareness Day, that in 2021, 100,007, 107,000, I'm sorry, 107,622 Americans died of drug overdoses or drug poisonings. They estimate, I think, two-thirds or 70% of those are fentanyl poisonings. Now, that doesn't... Joe Biden doesn't care about that. That is a fact. He does not care about those 107,000. If they were in New, if they were in, in they were in Maripol, he would care. But they're in, you know, Kentucky and West Virginia and then Texas and Massachusetts. So he does not care. That sounds harsh. 
It is a fact. They don't care about Americans dying of fentanyl poisonings. This is, this is the most callous thing. This is the most inhumane thing the Biden regime has done in, in, in the last 16 months. They have opened the border and allowed this poison to come on in unchecked. It is made in China. It is sent into America. It is a, a weapon of mass destruction, and it is killing more than 100,000 Americans. That's a 20% increase over 2020, a 30% increase, increase over 2019. Most of the people dying of fentanyl overdoses don't know they're ingesting fentanyl. They think they're taking a, a Vicodin or a Oxycontin pill or even an Adderall pill. And they have been laced with fentanyl. As we all know, a tiny, tiny bit can kill you. It's killed famous people. It's killed, un, it's killed nobody. It's killed 100,000 people. And you hear very little talk about it. Uh, Joe Biden had a conversation with Xi Jinping a few weeks ago for like two hours. Never mentioned it. You want to know the real scandal here? You want to know the real outrage? I read this. If you're caught... In China, uh, dealing fentanyl in China, you, you're uh, executed. It is a death penalty offense. If you send it to Mexico, in, send it to the U.S. via Mexico, it's not even illegal. <laughs> you, can, you can export all the fentanyl you want. If you sell it in country, they execute you. So they don't care. <laughs> they want to kill Americans. They just don't want to get any, uh, you know, th- any on them. They don't want any Chinese, any of their people dying, but if it kills Americans, they're a-okay with it. And the fake outrage you just heard from Joe Biden about whatever food in a box in your trunk that if you had a president who actually cared, who was with it, who was paying attention, I don't care. Could be a Democrat, could be a Republican. That's where the outrage would be. That's where they would, that's what they'd be screaming about drugs coming over the Southern border, killing uh, you know, so many young people who were just, just thinking they're, you know, partying up, having a good time. Let's do a little cocaine. It's laced with fentanyl. Boom. Their heart stops. They're dead. There are hundreds of thousands of families grieving loved ones. And the guy in the white house could not give a damn, could not give a damn. He's busy shutting down oil leases to placate the environmentalist whack jobs. But, if you haven't seen, and I know I overreacted to this, but I saw Dope Sick on Hulu. I highly recommend it. I'd ask you if you've seen it, but that's a dumb question, of course. Craig, you haven't seen it. But Dope Sick, starring Michael Keaton, will blow your mind. It will blow your mind what the Sackler family did, how many people suffered, how little our elected officials care. I'm not sure what we were supposed to do on National Fentanyl Awareness Day but I know the White House didn't do crap. The White House didn't care at all. If you did, you'd close the southern border. If you did, you would scream about China manufacturing this poison and sending it is to our country. It's kind of a slow motion uh, attack on us. Let's just let's just let that stuff get uh, over the border into their country and kill as many young people as possible. That's what's happened. If you cared at all, you'd shut down the southern border. If you cared at all, you'd make it a priority to stop it from coming in. Wouldn't that be a nice thing to do on Fentanyl Awareness Day? Let's stop the fentanyl from coming in our country and killing our young people and old people and 
<laughs> it's just infuriating. I guess unless, you know, Hunter ingests a bad oxy pill, Joe Biden's not going to give a damn. Uh, but until that day, we'll just let people keep, I mean, if the drug dealers bring in the fentanyl and then they vote Democrat, eh, it's not, he's got mixed emotions. You want to bring in as many future Democrats as possible, open the border. If they bring in fentanyl, so be it. That's the price you pay to change the demographics. It's obscene. It's outrageous. And again, if you wanted to destroy this country, what would you do different if you're Joe Biden? What would you do different if you're if you're Ron Klain and Susan Rice and Barack Obama? You sure as hell wouldn't protect. I mean, uh, the first first priority the next president has to do is close the border, stop the fentanyl. Period. How is that not a priority? How does how do people not look at this callous, this this this, this uh, scandalous, this corrupt administration and say, don't they give a damn that hundreds of thousands of people are dying and all we have to do to stop them is, I don't know, take that 40 billion and send it to the Southern border and stop it from coming in. But no, we're busy. We're busy protecting Maripol. That's our priority. Let's, uh, let's keep our priorities straight. Uh, but that's one day in the life of uh, Joe Robino, what is his middle name? Robinot Biden. Let's let the fentanyl ill. Let's scream and rant about food lines from two years ago. Let's come up with a new nickname for Donald Trump, which he will love, which he already loves. God, that was dumb. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't believe he he repeated it too. Somehow, Great somebody thing. behind the scenes thought ultra maga was an insult. And, and then they double down and they call him the great MAGA king. Uh, just find that uh, tweet for truth from Trump that was, uh, that he put out on truth social, but it made the rounds on Twitter of him looking like some game of Thrones King. He loves this nickname. Hell, his supporters love this nickname. I can't think of anything else you could say to Trump that would make him feel better than you, sir, are the great MAGA king. All right, we got to get to this uh, story yeah, out of Memphis, which I think is fluid. I'm going to guess we're going to get an update, and it ain't going to be good for the Memphis meteorologists. We're going to get an, uh, an update any minute now. If you missed it over uh, the other day, Memphis is playing Golden State in uh, uh, the NBA playoffs, and the um, – and a Memphis meteorologist, I assume a big Grizzlies fan, had a tweet that was perfectly innocuous, but that's not how it works these days. Somebody decided it was racist. Somebody uh, pretended to be offended, and then the ball got rolling from there. It involves the biggest biggest phony in the NBA, Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, the media. And I'm going to check. Uh, I'll, I'll get to our sponsors, but I want to check and see if the meteorologist, see if he's still alive, see if they've found his body yet, because they're going to come for him and they're not going to stop until he's dead uh, professionally. And I have to ask, uh, did, 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 what did he, he did? I don't have to ask. I know he did nothing wrong. He said nothing wrong. And oh, by the way, the trainer for Rich Strike, the Kentucky Derby winner, he's in trouble too. Cause he tweeted something and some people don't like, they went through the, the old tweets. They found a couple they don't like. And immediately the guy who was on top of the world was, uh, was on his heels defending himself because somebody pretended to be offended. Uh, 
we will get to that. We'll and I'll check. Uh, actually, I'll do our, I'll do the uh, sponsors. I'll do our spots, and you check and see if the Memphis meteorologist still has a job. I'm going to guess not for long. But uh, all right, what am I doing here, Craig? Uh, athletic Greens. Oh, good. Athletic Greens. And uh, anything else we do in uh, Callahan Coffee? And uh, we'll get to that. But uh, let's let's uh, talk about Athletic Greens. All right, our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens, is a product I've added to my morning routine, and I use it every day. Instead of taking daily supplements for my nutrition, I use AG1 to get 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole-source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start my day right. The founder of Alpha Athletic Greens experienced a bunch of gut health issues, and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine costing him over 100 bucks a day. This led him to take his health into his own hands and create Athletic Greens for a more optimal nutrition routine. Ever since I started taking AG1, I've noticed improved energy throughout the day, better sleep, and improved recovery after my runs and workouts. All I do is put one scoop in a glass of water each morning. I used to I drink water all the time in the morning. Now I just add a scoop and I'm good to go. It has a mild and tropical taste, and it's much easier than choking down a bunch of vitamins in pill form. And it's way cheaper than the alternatives, costing less than three bucks a day. If you're going to invest in anything, it might as well be your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash jerry. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash g-e-r-r-y to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, a reminder to pick up your Callahan coffee. It's simple. And by the way, I heard lots of reviews over the weekend. I told you I saw a lot of people, and they all tell me how good the Callahan coffee is. Probably roasted to order in Waltham, Mass. We ensured that you're getting the freshest and highest quality coffee beans possible delivered right to your door. Try it. Check it out. Just go to callahancoffee.com or click the link in our social media bio to order now. All right, his name, his name is uh, Joey Sulapek. Sulapek. He's a white guy. I'm reading the New York Post. Joey Sulapek, who is white, tweeted out after game three. Obviously, he's a big fan, a Grizzlies fan, and he was tweeting about the Grizzlies war. Oh, wait, you show me that Trump, the Trump, uh, this is Trump's truth. Am I get that right? His truth. His truth. That is amazing that, that Biden thought that was an insult. Called him <laughs> uh, the great MAGA king. So Trump tweets out, truce out, a picture of him, long hair, beard, got like a scepter, rings on his fingers. The return of the great MAGA king. He freaking loves this. I'm telling you. Who in Biden's small circle said, you know what we'll do? We'll give him a nickname. He's going to hate it. We'll call him the great MAGA king. What? <laughs> I uh, can't think of anything he'll enjoy more, but uh, you know what they need to do? Come up with a good nickname for uh, Ron DeSantis. We need to get him back in the in the uh, headlines. But uh, let's get to this Memphis guy. He's a, uh, he is, at the moment, is he still employed, as far as you can tell? As far as I can tell, but they're calling for his firing. Yes, I'm going to guess he's on life support right now, and he's not going to survive. But we'll see. It's Memphis. Maybe it's... Maybe they're a little more, uh, they got a little you know, more courage down there. If this was Boston, he'd be done already. Um, uh, his name is, uh, what I say, Joey Sulapek. 
A Memphis-based meteorologist is under investigation by his employer for using a racial slur in a tweet about Warriors star Draymond Green and the Grizzlies-Warriors playoff series. According to the Memphis Commercial Appeal, Fox 13 Memphis chief meteorologist Joey Sulapek, who is white, tweeted the following after game three. You ready for this? Get your, get your finger on the dump button, Ironhead, because this is pretty offensive. And chew on this, he tweeted. Draymond runs his knuckle dragon open mouth all game long, but mild-mannered Kyle Anderson disputes one call and gets ejected. Next level Jack Assery. Now, I was offended by this tweet, but only because he's whining like a bitch about the refs and saying next level Jack Assery. That's offensive to me, saying next level. I don't even know what that means. Uh Sulapek reportedly deleted the tweet after facing backlash and later deleted his whole account. Uh, I got to just read some of these uh, headlines. I'm on, uh, you know, I just Googled it. And one story after another, his USA Today, Memphis TV station investigating meteorologist after meteorologist uses racial slur in tweet about Draymond Green. Fox, this is from the Commercial Appeal, the local paper. Fox 13 investigates meteorologists following controversial tweet. Uh, Yahoo says local TV meteorologist in Memphis sparks furor with racist comments. Um, One after another, this is Toronto Sun, Memphis meteorologist investigated over racist tweet. New York Post. Uh, There's one story after another that just flat. Breitbart. Breitbart says Memphis meteorologist blasted for racial slur. Now, I know what he's being accused of. And I know what set off the mob. And I guess maybe he should have known better. But when when did Knuckle Dragger become a racial slur? I'd like to know because I have to be honest. The last 30 years, I've been called a knuckle dragger. I'm going to guess over under 2,000 times. I mean, that's a go-to term for anybody who thinks you're acting like a caveman. And I've been accused of that. If I, Hell, I could go back probably two weeks talking about uh, whatever, the abortion issue. Oh, you knuckle dragger. If it's a racial slur, man, I should have been demanding the firing and the and the outing of, of, of thousands of people because I've been called that many, many times. Not once did I see that term, hear that term and say, that's racist. Um, a knuckle dragger is a caveman, a Neanderthal, a troglodyte, a, a, right. a someone who thinks, you know, backward. That was the term I heard, uh, I, I'm sure when we were talking about abortion and going back, going back 50 years and go back to those days, hell, this Saturday night live had a skit with the people in favor of, uh, uh, you know, repealing Roe v. Wade were like prehistoric. They were like from a thousand years ago. Uh, that's what knuckle dragon means. Knuckle dragon doesn't mean specifically one race or another. So the defense of this should be, there's nothing racist about it. You know, it's a, it's a term that's been used over and over for whites, black, anything. It doesn't matter what race you are. You can be a knuckle dragger as a pejorative. If you are, if you think backwards thoughts and he doesn't like Draymond green, of course, you're not supposed to like Draymond green when you're rooting for the other team, but he tweet deletes the tweet and deletes his account. But first he issues this statement 
Joey Solopec says, anyone who knows me knows what I am. Race is never an issue with me. To anyone who was offended, I apologize. There was no ill intent. Now, I understand why he did that. He's trying to save his job. His boss probably said, you got to issue some apology. And he said, okay. And he, and that's pretty generic. Um, of course, all these media people jumped on it and including, uh, I mean, you name it, the, the one media outlet after another, but then you got Steve Kerr, who I hate Steve Kerr, the biggest phony guy, I mean, guy who's had everything handed to him his whole life, got to play with Michael Jordan, made a fortune. I could look it up between playing a coach and the guy's probably made a half a billion dollars or 300 million in his life. And uh, all he does is run down this country. Of course, he never hesitates to scream about, you know, uh, gun control or, you know, systemic racism. But he doesn't have the balls. He never has the balls to criticize China because, you know, you're not allowed to do that when you get your paycheck from the uh, NBA. Uh, He'll never point out China has uh, concentration camps as Uyghur Muslims you know, uh, forced sterilizations, forced abortions. I mean, incredible human rights violations in that country. You'll never hear a word from this gutless puke. But someone sends out a tweet and somebody somewhere decides it's offensive and this weasel jumps on board. Let's hear what Steve Kerr had to say when he was asked about this innocuous tweet from a weatherman in Memphis. I didn't know. I did not see that. Okay. Does that surprise you, though, that somebody would do that still? Does it surprise me that a weatherman would tweet a a slur at Draymond um, in 2022? Not in the slightest bit. This is this is America. This is this is how we operate. So Uh, this is America. This is how we operate. I don't get that. So so it's an indictment on the country because some weatherman, little fanboy weatherman called his player a knuckle dragger. I mean, what is next if we call him a big, big, you know, calls him an idiot. Oh, that's uh, you can't say that about, a, about, a, about a, my player. That'd be racist. What the hell? You just decide one day it's racist. Draymond Green, I guess to his credit, I don't even know if I want to credit him for this, but he came out, did he tweet? Yes, Draymond Green tweeted something and said, uh, you shouldn't apologize, stand by it. And I agree, he shouldn't. Uh, the Memphis TV station says it's investigating. This is from the commercial appeal. No, it's from USA Today. The Memphis TV station says it's investigating and will take appropriate action after its meteorologist used a racial slur Saturday in a tweet about the Golden State Warriors. Investigating? Invest, so, so, you, so you look at the tweet and you see it and you realize it's not racist, it's stupid, but whatever. And you're going to have an investigation. This poor guy, and I don't care about him, about uh, Joey Solopec, but he's going to be put through the ringer. He already has, but he's going to have to go to sensitivity. If he survives, he's going to have to go to sensitivity training. He's going to have to apologize over and over. And when he gets through this, if he you know, gets suspended, he'll lose you know, a few thousand dollars. And when he gets back, Every time he'll get the weather wrong, you know, he'll say whatever it was going to rain. It didn't rain. They'll immediately say you racist, you knuckle drag. I mean, they'll just never let him up because his employer, the TV station sold him out, threw him out, you know, threw him under the bus, said, Oh no, we apologize. That doesn't, Oh, let me get their statement by the way. 
it doesn't reflect our values. Those are one of my favorite uh, quotes. Let me find that where he says, do you have that? The, the, the TV station says uh, they apologize and they um, don't, uh, they wanted you to know it doesn't reflect their values. Whoever said it did. Some idiot weatherman tweets an insult at a basketball player. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is the commercial appeal local paper. Uh, there can be varied meanings of the phrase knuckle dragger, including referring to Neanderthal and cavemen, but it also recalls racist tropes used to describe black people. It does. These people are trying too hard. Why can't they just say it, it's not racist? You know, it's stupid, whatever you want to call it. It's stupid, but it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean he's racist. What the hell? Is wrong with people? Why? I, I guess everybody's in fr- afraid. But uh, uh, no, well, okay, I'm going to find you know the, the the TV station statement. So you hold on here because these these statements drive me nuts. It doesn't reflect. There's something like it doesn't reflect our principles and values. Like a weatherman, if he if he's just ripping on the refs or his favorite team. Whoever said that reflected on your values? God, that stuff annoys me. They just try to get in front of it so they don't get, you know, sponsors leaving and all that crap. Well, there's someday, some way, someone has to, uh, you have it there. You have the TV station statement. There it is. Uh, the comment tweeted, um, uh, meteorologist Joey Solopek tweeted a comment that does not reflect the values of Fox 13. We take this matter very seriously does not reflect the values. How does saying that reflect anyone's values? It's just a dumb throwaway line of comment. Like, Oh, I really, I thought it reflected your values that the guy is mad about the refs in an NBA playoff game. Got to hate these people. I hope, I hope Joey Solapek survives, you know, seems like a decent guy. He won't. He's lucky it's Fox. So he might. Yeah, I don't know if the local Fox is uh, is quite as uh, partisan or political, but who knows? And it, but it is Memphis also. It's not Boston, so you might have a chance. And maybe his bosses aren't quite as gutless as some of ours. Um, but I mean, the defense is there's nothing offensive. There's nothing racist about it. It's an age old term like that. Like that. Commercial Appeal said that uh, connotes cavemen or Neanderthals or backwards thinking. It doesn't connote race. Again, if it connoted, connoted race, why have I been called that thousand times in my life? Oh, God, these people are pathetic. But I guess it never ends. Um, let's get to the um, <sighs> trainer of Rich Strike. That's the winner of the Kentucky Derby. One by a mile. It was a huge story. 80 to one long shot. Uh, Ironhead's still kicking himself. He thought about putting down 20 bucks on Rich Strike, but he didn't. And uh, 80 to one. And it was very dramatic. It was a big, big deal. And the trainer, Eric Reed, how long ago was this? January was on Twitter, I guess. Um, his Twitter handle is daily rat daddy rabbit. I don't know what that means, but somebody, Sebastian Gorka tweeted out something about Kamala Harris, who is obviously inept, incompetent and embarrassment to the, to the nation. So Sebastian Gorka tweets out what exactly are Kamala Harris's qualifications? 
Eric Reed, a horse trainer, just some guy who helps, you know, trains to horses to run around in circles. That's all he is, right? I heard she's good on her knees. That's it. And then he went on with ESPN's Outside the Lines, and John Barr, uh, John Barr asked him, is that your tweet? Eric Reed, I haven't seen anything about it. I haven't been told about it. I don't know what's going on out there. I'm more concerned with Richie. That's what they call Rich Strike Richie and what's going on with us and this great horse and how much he's helping everybody. So there's haters out there. And that's about how I'm going to leave something like that. Now, I, I guess I understand why ESPN's uh, ambushing him with this. That's interesting story, but he's a trainer of horses and he's making a, a, a wisecrack about the vice president, the most powerful woman in the world. And they will come, I mean, I don't know how you fire a, a horse trainer, but they'll come after him. The media will hate him. This will be, this will leave a mark. Uh, I don't know if they'll bring it up at the, at the Preakness or the Belmont Stakes, but honestly, this is a horse trainer making a dumb wisecrack. Is it really something that he should pay for for like the rest of his life? Is this really something that should, you know, damage his reputation? He doesn't like Kamala Harris. So what? It's part of the deal. When you're vice president, you're president. You take you take crap. You take grief from people who, who don't like you, don't support you. And a lot, even, a lot of people have said that too. He didn't even swear. He didn't even yeah. swear. He used an obscene term. He just said, "I heard she's good on her knees." This is ridiculous. And I, I guess I should, uh, you know, expect it to continue. This is. Cancel culture, again, only works one way. If she said, uh, you know, Sarah Palin or Marjorie Taylor Greene, let's go on her knees, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't ask. They wouldn't even bring it up. If um, if the weatherman had called, whatever, a knuckle drag or some, some if he called the Grayson Allen, a knuckle, no one would care. They just, they, they just one way, you get scumbags like Steve Kerr, who I hate just pounce when they get the chance again, doesn't have the balls to stand up to, to China, but boy, some little Memphis weatherman, he pisses off Steve Kerr. Watch out, watch out. They're coming for you, but all right, let's get to, uh, let's let me do Shay and we'll get to the other thing since, you know, our theme today is death. Although they haven't killed the weatherman yet, but they might death. <laughs> Death. Uh, we got a new uh, record in the United States. Not something to be proud of, but uh, it kind of went under the radar because the president has a D next to his name. It went under the radar, and uh, we're not going to blame him for it. Nah, nah, we won't blame him for it. But last guy, ooh, he was a murderer. But let me tell you about Shay. Let me talk about Shay, and then we'll get to the the new record that the Biden administration now holds. Let me tell you about Shay. Let me tell you what Shay can do for you. They can they can improve your home. That's what they can do. This is your spring home improvement project right here. They have a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed in your home. Whether you're building a new home or you got an old home that needs a little upgrading, Shay has great values with designs that will fit your home. They got many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They'll remove the old stairs, which are really heavy, Bring in the new stairs in a matter of hours. You have a great looking new front entrance that will add value to your home. It's an investment. It's not an expense. 
with one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Learn more about their precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com, where you can also look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. They're always hiring because business is booming, and they're a great company to work for. Right now, they have fif- between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I remember, I'm old enough to remember two years ago when every death was on a little count, every COVID death was on a little counter on CNN. Every day we heard, oh, the 400,000 mark, the 200,000 mark. Again, we know now that they weren't all dying from COVID. They were dying from five, six, seven other comorbidities. They were old, they were obese, they had issues, but COVID didn't help. So the media used the chance to blame Trump, said, ooh, it's all Trump's fault. Those were the days. Uh, January 2021, we lost the ticker. We lost the counter. Uh, it no longer became the president's fault. But did you know, were you aware that the other day we passed the 1 million death mark? Were you aware of that, Ironhead? Honestly, it didn't get enough coverage, I don't think. It didn't get any coverage that I saw. 1 million mark, uh, which is much, what was the number? I got the number here. Um, and when uh, Trump left, it was three, uh, I had it here a second ago. What's the number when Trump left office? Uh, I think uh, 300,000 or something like that. Something in that I, range. I, I got it. And, um, so we're talking, you know, 700,000 under Biden, despite the fact that Biden has three, had three vaccines and we knew much, much more about, uh, about the virus when Biden took office. Despite all that, there's been more death, more misery under Biden than there was under Trump. But as you may recall, and these are my rules, uh, these are my rules, these are Biden's rules, but every single person, all 700,000 who've died under Joe Biden's uh, watch, all of them were the fault of Joe Biden. They would all be alive today if Joe Biden just did his job. Again, not my rules, his rules. Every single death is on the head of Joe Biden. 700,000 Americans dead because of Joe Biden. I know, I know that's not a big deal. I know that doesn't sound fair, but, it, but that's, that's the rules. That's what he said. Let's go back to, do we have a date on this? It's uh, 300, 392,641 under Trump. Allegedly. So it's 600. Oh, I actually have it written down right in front of me. (laughs) Three, nine, six, eight, three, seven under Trump over 600,000 over Biden, 600,000, all of them would be alive today if Joe Biden were not incompetent. But let's, let's listen to uh, the challenger when he uh, debated Donald Trump when the issue came up in the, Fall of 2020, correct? Do I have the date? Yeah, uh, this, that, this was when he was running. Yeah. Uh, when he was running, when he was debating, uh, when he was debating, when he was running for office, he blamed everything on Donald Trump, who, by the way, never had the vaccines. He got the vaccines. He, he started Operation Warp Seed, but the vaccines didn't take effect till Biden was president. And still, he killed 600,000 Americans. But let's listen to his his take on this. If the president had done his job, had done his job from the beginning, all the people would still be alive. All the people, I'm not making this up, just look at the data. Look at the data. 
And then we're now being told there's going to be no, I pray to God there's a, a vaccine tomorrow that could be available to everyone. First of all, once a vaccine is made available, and you know this well, once it's made available, it's going it's, it's crazy uh, how much more with it he was just back then. I still can't believe people voted for that. He's just, uh, he is aging quickly. He's aging quickly, but everyone would be alive. All 392,000. That was a town hall with his friend, uh, Anderson Cooper. And uh, them's the rules. Them's the rules. All uh, 600,000 would be alive under. uh, And by the way, if anyone thinks we're not heading to another spike, if we're not heading to another variant, a surge, you're not paying attention. This, these are cynical, diabolical people. If they, you don't think they're planning right now, the Dropbox variant, which will flare up late September, early October. Oh yeah. Um, the, the midterm variant is coming. Uh, Fauci will be back before the cameras, even though you know half the country thinks he's a clown and a liar, uh, and, and, and knows he has no credibility. Doesn't matter the panic. They're going to try to panic people so they can continue to do those, uh, you know, those extraordinary measures they took in the last election, including drop boxes and mail-in voting. That's what they need in November. Otherwise it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a disaster. It might still be a disaster, but they clearly will not be, uh, winning on the issues as they shut down oil and gas leases in the middle of this crisis, they don't care. They have other ways, other thoughts, other plans on how to win. And it will be, okay, everybody, things are bad. We cannot have traditional voting. Here's your mail-in ballot. Here's your drop box. Let's go to it. And uh, they will do their best to steal it again. But it uh, it's coming. And you're going to have to, kids are going to have to mask up in September. You watch. In September, when kids go back to school, the ones who aren't masked up, some are still masked up in Boston and New York, but even though we know for a fact that masks don't work, it doesn't matter. It's about control. It's about fear. These guys operate out of fear. And if they can't get you afraid of, you know, climate change and the world's going to end, they're going to get you afraid of COVID, a resurgence of COVID, a new variant that will kill us all if we don't do what they say. It's going to get pretty crazy in the fall, but... I t- uh, yeah, um, um, anything else, Ironhead? What am I missing? I just had the Elizabeth Warren thing we were talking about. Oh, that's right, Liz Warren. This is so ridiculous. And I'm telling you, I know I repeat myself, but it's just so embarrassing to be from her state, to be living amongst people who voted for this this liar. I mean, again, her whole career is based on a lie. Everything about her is based on fraud. If you missed it yesterday, they had a vote in the Senate and the vote was to make, to codify Roe v. Wade, to make it law of the land. And as uh, Chuck Schumer made clear, he wants to make it a law of the land that you can abort a baby up till birth. It is the most barbaric, inhumane thing. They say it matter of factly, hell, our president supports it. It is a dark day. I don't know what, when the day, I mean, we'll look back 150, you know, 200, 500 years from now, and, and we're going to say, the president of the United States supported what? Abortion in the ninth month, the ninth month when the baby is viable. That's the 
that's the uh, stance of the Democrat Party, including the president. Every Democrat except one, Joe Manchin, voted for that, voted to codify into law the right of a woman to abort a baby in the ninth month. Simply barbaric, insane, in, in, in evil, just evil. But that's the stance of the Democrat Party and my, my, my senator, my senior senator, and junior senator and all the Congress people. Hell, nobody, as I tweeted, nobody is more upset at the thought that there might be more black and brown babies born in this country than Ayanna Presley. She is outraged. She is pissed off that more babies will get a chance to live. That bothers her more than anything, except maybe uh, student debt. Student debt is important. She wants to make sure grad students with their graduate degrees in art history get you know, don't have to pay their bills. That's really important to her. But so is, so is uh, abortion in the ninth month. But I think Liz Warren thinks everyone's as dumb as her voters. Everyone's as dumb as the people who put her into office. And that's not possible because she goes on a rant after the 5149 vote, which has nothing to do with the filibuster. Filibuster is you need 60 votes to override a filibuster. Nobody filibustered this. Hell, they lost fair and square. It wasn't even... They didn't even win, you know, by a slim margin. They lost. Joe Manchin, Manchin, you know, to his credit, voted with the Republicans. And uh, 49 Democrats voted to legalize uh, abortion nationwide until birth with no limits. How is that even? Uh, that is just scary to say. But Liz Warren knows who's to blame, know who to blame. The, the, the filibuster, I mean, she just starts lying in the TV guy. He doesn't care. He's on her team. Uh, so he's all with her. But listen to this raving lunatic lie over and over again, talking about how we need to get rid of the filibuster, which had nothing to do with this vote. But she doesn't care. She's all in. She's, as we saw her the other day, ranting and screaming. She is very upset that some babies in this country may get a chance to live. That really, really bothers her. Let's listen to the fake Indian yesterday. I believe in democracy, and I don't believe that the minority should have the ability to block things that the majority want to do. That's not the Constitution. What we're talking about right now are the individual rights and liberties of half the population of the United States of America. I think that's enough to say it's time to get rid of the filibuster. We need to protect voting rights. We need to protect women's rights. And understand this, Mitch McConnell has made clear, they're coming after everybody. So we need to do this, get it on the board. Okay, what what does that have to do with what just happened? Nothing. She knows. Zero. <laughs> she knows she lost fair and square. She knows she had no chance at this, even though she really wants to see a lot more, you know, abortions in the third trimester. It ain't going to happen. Sorry, Liz. The country's not with you. The country has has a soul. You don't. You are a soulless ghoul who wants to see more death. It's very disturbing. And I can't believe I hear her talk. Oh, by the way, there was a story. We never got to this the other day. I think it was an Axios said Liz Warren is taking over the Democrat Party and angling for 2024. Please, God. I don't ask for much. Could you please make her the nominee in 2024, whether Trump or DeSantis or whoever? The country hates her. She finished third here in the in the state of Massachusetts. She lost to Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden in her home state. Nobody likes her except the Boston Globe. 
and, uh, you know, the mainstream media, nobody likes her. She has zero chance, but again, the media, they, they, they're going to, they're going to help her. They're going to boost her up, make her the nominee. I'd give anything. I'd, I'd rather see her as the nominee than Biden. Biden will just be pathetic. It'll be embarrassing. It'll be uncomfortable. Same with Kamala. Love to see Liz Warren as the nominee screaming about the right to kill your baby in the ninth month. That'd be a gift. That would be a gift to Trump or DeSantis or whatever, but she's just so detestable. All right. That'll do it for today. That'll do it. We got anything else? Got anything else? Uh, no, no update on the weatherman. He still looks safe. No, he's he's going to get, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. He didn't do any damn thing wrong, but I got my list, by the way, in my draw. People got fired for doing nothing. I told you about that. I yeah. Is he fired by the time we're on locals tomorrow? Good question. Uh, I will say yes. Yes, he's oh, fired. Man. He's fired. All right. Then we'll, try, then we'll try to get him on. Hopefully he'll fight back a little bit once they fire him. But I'm going to guess a Memphis meteorologist who gets fired for racism will never work in the business again. He's going to have to. He's going to be stocking shelves at Home Depot before you know it. But who knows? I don't. I don't ever watch the weather. I couldn't even tell you if he's good, bad, or anything. I don't even, you know, whatever. We'll see how we see. How, he's reeling now, deleted his whole account because they accused him of something he didn't do. But whatever. Good luck to uh, the Memphis meteorologist. Thank you to uh, everybody for watching and listening. Thanks to Ironhead for producing. Tomorrow we will be on Locals. You can join us. Go to CallahanShow.Locals.com. We're not, we're not, we're not free but we're cheap and uh every friday we do a show just for our subscribers our friends our family our people and you can join us uh all you got to do is sign up at locals locals is getting a huge boost by the way with the dinesh d'souza documentary which i will be watching this weekend i promise we'll get to that in a couple tweets saying when are you going to talk about 2000 mules i will i promise we're going to get to it. From what I hear, it's spectacular, but I will give you a full report once I uh, check that out. But uh, we'll be back here tomorrow, only on Locals. Love to have you join us. I'm Jerry Callahan. and this is The Callahan Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow, only on Locals. shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the like the show leave a five-star review on apple and spotify finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge the gene sight test may help did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error gene sight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in dna it shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression anxiety and other mental health conditions visit genesight.com for more information